Okay, you ready, Patrick? I'm ready. I'm ready. We gotta. We've got to make make way for Tony Hawk. <laughs> You got to get out of that man's way. You were excited to drop his name, aren't you? I was. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just. How when often? we leave, Tony Hawk will be here, possibly sitting in exactly this seat. What if people don't know who Tony Hawk is? Uh, they do. They do. Because they remember him, even if they're not fans, they remember him from his popular video game. Okay. Well, if you don't know who Tony Hawk is, he's a pro skateboarder, and apparently he's going to be going to be in the studio right after us. So we have to rock and roll. Yeah. So we've got to get moving. Um. So uh. Yeah. Let's hop into it. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. Very nice. We were late last week. We're going to be late this week. Uh, we're doing a terrible job. I have so few bullets. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. With all this lateness, thank goodness we're not a menstrual. Cycle, we would be pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a really bad joke, right? <laughs> it was terrible, but terribly snorted. funny. You snorted. Maybe a little bit. I heard you snort a little tiny bit. Um, you know what I realized we haven't done in a while? What's that? We haven't done a theme song. Oh, do you want it? You want a, a genre for this? Yes, please. Okay, okay. I want. Um, uh, what? I'm trying to think if we if there's any ground we haven't covered. Listen, Tony Hawk is coming. Go as fast as okay, possible. Okay, want... He's skateboarding through the halls of this. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his way. I can, I can hear the wheels grinding. He's, he's like grinding along the, the corners and the handrails. Grinding. And things. You know that song? Nope. It's a Neptune song. It's a do 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 I was supposed to get that from that? I, that's, I mean, it's like a rap song, so I can can only do the grinding. Rap faster, Fran. Tony Hawk's coming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> the actual rap. I just know grinding. Um, so you're gonna give me a genre? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. A I want, I want, I want reggae. I want, I want reggae, but I, I don't want like, I don't want like watered down, sublime reggae. I want, okay. I want like roots reggae. Can you give me some roots reggae? Or you mean like the roots of reggae? The roots of not roots. Not, okay, not that's, the roots. I literally was asking for a clarification because you said <laughs> roots reggae, and I thought the roots don't do reggae. Right. Okay. Okay. So the roots of reggae. Tony Hawk is Ugh. that much closer now, friend. <laughs> Let's do this. He's outside. He's, he's like <laughs> he's leering in through the window. He's just staring at us, getting ever closer. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, you got the first name. And the last name, and I'm gonna talk to you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, you and me on the podcast <laughs> that makes two. Ooh, 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 ooh. Last name basis. Da, 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 last name basis. Da, 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 last name basis. That was I. God, that was actually kind of a good song. That was possibly the best theme song you've ever given us. <laughs> You know what I love about about reggae music? I was talking to somebody about this recently. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I love that, you know, so much of the music I listen to, including hip-hop and rock, um, especially slower, more intense things, even like some of the bluegrassy stuff I listen to, all the lyrics are really, they're very metaphorical. Right. You know, they're very deep. They're really intense. And reggae is always just, it's exactly what it says. It tells you straight up. It's its literal. It's direct. I was listening to one song the other day, and it was it started with saying something like, you know, you got to stay away from the pig. And I was like, yeah, fuck the police, man. <laughs> and it was like, because it wallows in its own filth, why would you eat that? And I, I, was, I was like, oh, right, we're listening to reggae. And they That's mean really exactly funny. what they're saying. 
That's awesome. Well, I kind of like that because sometimes I listen to songs and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. And I'm singing along, but then when I like step back and listen to what I'm saying, I'm like, what? What was that? What was that Smash Mouth song you said you loved when you were a kid, and then you realized you no, were singing about it was not, shooting heroin? It was or not Smash Mouth. Meth? It was Third Eye Blind. Oh, and it was like it's like doing crystal meth do up until I say it won't stop now. <laughs> and I took a bump again and a bump again. It was like all about doing meth. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> I want some. Oh uh, yeah, else. yeah. I know that song. It's a great song. I knew every single lyric as a kid. It's so catchy and upbeat. You would think that that some positive thing came out of their meth habits. No, absolutely. I mean, it's a great song, but when you hear what when you know what it's about. Another song that that's like that. I forget the name of the group. I think it's Jagged Edge. It's the song that's about getting a boner on the dance floor. It's like, uh, step wait, back, is that the who? What about? Isn't that the Who close? Let the Dogs Out song? No. Wasn't that also about boners? Who Let the Dogs Out? Yeah, I thought the dogs were the boners. Boners, yes. No, I had never heard sniffing around. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for whatever it is boners look for. No, I didn't. I did not know that. But the other song was all about how if you're dancing on the dance floor, he starts getting a boner. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I feel a little punk coming through <laughs> on you. And I remember being like in college and hearing that and being like, holy crap, I was song, singing about boners. Is the song is the song sung by a female? It's a guy. Only or is it a Well, the it? girl has a part where she sings about feeling the boner. And the guy is like... Has Girl, a part where... I know you felt it, but you know I can't help it. And then you're just like, I'm in like eighth grade, like dancing and being like, yeah, I love this song, Boners. <laughs> and then now as an adult, it like really terrifies me because I worry like, what are the, the kids are singing, the children are singing this stuff. They're not, they're way past that now. Who can, well, I know really, they're like. They're Snapchatting each other, Boners. Oh, Snapchat. I actually downloaded that app and it is the most confusing. <laughs> I don't, I really don't understand Why did it. you download, wait, I just want to know why you downloaded Snapchat. Because it what is. What use can you have? Okay, do you want me to tell you? No, I want to speculate. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm done. I downloaded Snapchat because I'm not sure if you know this, but I kind of work on the internet. Yeah. And um, Snapchat is But isn't Snapchat just Instagram without- No. A paper trail? No, it's not. It's not Instagram. Honestly, like I'm probably the worst person to explain what it is, but you can make like these linear stories, which are a combination of video and photo and captions. You can add like cartoons and drawings and stuff. And I, I really don't understand like what the point is, but for the Tribeca Film Festival, they were on Snapchat, and there were tons mm. of brands on there. And really, my friend messaged me, and she was like, "I saw you in a snap with ASAP Rocky," and I was like, "Whoa!" But disappeared after a few seconds. I couldn't find it. I tried <laughs> so hard. I never saw the snap because um, it, it was gone. Because it, it was, was gone. Deleted. No, I honestly I didn't know how to find it. I was on. I felt so old. I was like, "Damn it! How does this <laughs> thing work?" It was. It was pretty embarrassing. Thing, but you know what? I tried. Um, so, do you have anything on your list? Because I've got, I've got some stuff on this list. Go for it. Give us something. Give us something lighthearted. Something and, lighthearted. Uh, and, okay. And fun. <clears throat> I just found out about this 
this thing. It's a, a memory box that includes uh, a necklace to amplify music that your your deceased loved one may have listened to. It's a way to like remember them. But the thing that everyone is talking about when it comes to this memory box. Hold on, is, hold on. Before you get to the to the punchline, I just want to understand. But is, is this just a? It's a speaker on a necklace. No, it's a, a box that is like a uh, has some sort of speaker in there, and then the necklace has like a key that opens it and is able to like activate it and play music that your oh, loved one okay. listens to. So you to. program it to play something that right. will remind you of them. Right. And so it's and a, you carry the key it's to a that. box that's purpose is made for like keepsakes about your loved one, including music. But the thing that everyone is really talking about is that it also comes with a clear glass dildo that you're supposed to put your loved one's ashes into. Oh wait, wait, this is part of the package? It is a yes. It, it is. comes with a so this is marketed. Uh, it comes, you come with your uh, dildo <laughs> filled with, with ashes. With your new ash dildo package. Ashes, ashes, we all come. Um, I'm, I, I, listen, you know what? I tried, okay? I didn't say it was going to be good, but I tried. Um, the guy who in, uh, invented this thing said that you know after the passing of a loved one, you miss the in- intimacy with that person, and that's one big aspect of the pain and grief. And so he created this as a way for um, people to feel close to their loved. I don't. It's just a weird, gross thing that I'm just. I'm just not sure. It seems I, dangerous. Do you have to load it yourself, or did they do that? <laughs> Because I think that would be the toughest part. If I was to use some oh, sex device. Does it come with a funnel? Uh, yeah. Do you have to? I mean, if you have to sit there and work with it, I think, I don't yeah, know, take some of the magic out of it. That would that would definitely be weird. My friend um, Lovey, her website is awesomelylovey.com. I saw this on her blog. She called it an ash rabbit. <laughs> like the, is that a? Well, there's a there's a vibrator called a rabbit. And oh, okay. So she called it an ash rabbit. Well, that joke was funny to me, but you totally. Well, other people out there might hear it. Yeah, maybe it. they'll think it's really funny. Other people might know their their dildo. They're dildo connoisseurs. Um, Yeah, I just think that this is really creepy. But if that's what you're into and that helps you feel close to your loved one, I just just think that that's like a mess waiting to happen. Like, what if it breaks? You know Mm. what I mean? That's great, right? I I don't know. I you know what? I don't want to be person. I don't want to be trapped in a dildo. First, <laughs> let's start there. I don't want to be trapped okay, in a I'm dildo. Writing, I'm writing after all I'm... of this down just in case. God forbid something happens to you. Yeah, these are my these are my last. Yes, yes. Please take the dictation. Yes, dictation. Yeah, hey. that's where I was going. Thank you. Did you do that on purpose? Of course. Oh my god, You're genius. That was really good. I liked that one. Uh, yeah. No. First, I don't want to be trapped in a dildo. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I also don't want. Yeah. I mean, do you select a dildo? Or does it come with a standard model? No, no, model? no. It's one. There's one standard model. And Everyone gets the same one. Okay. And it and it fits in the box. Because here I'm torn. Because a, yeah. uh, you know it. The, if you're to choose a dildo, mm-hmm. it's, you know. It's, it's not. You don't choose one. It's the same one for everyone. But see how, like, you're going to personalize a dildo that's really impersonal? You yeah, you're know personalizing that other grieving it, people per- are using the same dildo as you? Yes, but you're personalizing it with your loved one's ashes. That's kind of how they, like, you know, it's like getting it engraved. Yeah, instead. but you can make a mold of your of your junk and make a dildo out of it. That would be far more No, I'm and I'm sure uh, there personal. I'm sure there are some people that have done that, but if you haven't thought ahead and your loved one is you already thought ahead. If you if you don't I'm just going to hear if like you don't have molds of your butthole <laughs> 
your penis, your vagina, all on file somewhere. You guys need to get on that. No, I'm just saying, like, not everyone is, you know, um, thinks that far in advance. And maybe you're in a place now where, you know, God forbid something happened to someone that you love. You find out about this product and then you get them cremated and you put them inside the dildo. I I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what some people are into and we could possibly get them as a sponsor because I would love to make commission off of our listeners getting this creepy little box i do you know why i want that because i want to get those little commission checks so that i can count how many people ordered a ash rabbit (laughs) and they're not really called ash rabbits but yeah use that as as you would like the deceit decedent isn't that what you said decedent dildo decedent dildo yeah Mm. that could definitely be be um, a nice brand name i'm into it decedent dildo it's i mean (laughs) it it rolls off the tongue everything i say is just going to sound some alliteration sexual no matter what i say when you're talking about dildos yes Man, there's really no way around it. Um, you heard about Ben Affleck, right? Ben Affleck, right? Oh, his uh, it's kind of kind of old news, but still worth talking. His about. His effort to deny the fact that, or to cover up that, he, I, what a ridiculous cover up. Yeah. So if you don't know about this, um, Ben Affleck was on the program Finding Your Roots, which is on PBS, and the show is all about celebrities finding out their history they go trace all these records and it's like really extensive and we watched a few episodes because i worked on a project with them and it's a really awesome show yeah the show's great and uh ben affleck was on the show and apparently he was really upset about the fact that it was discovered that some of his family had owned slaves in the past and uh he asked for them to remove this from the segment and i thought that they didn't remove it that they just cut his whole segment I actually did a little digging. They did cut it from the segment. And they played it? They played it, and instead what they the angle that they went with was that they showed that he had a prominent liberal in his family who was- um, Part of the civil rights sp- marches, Part right? of the civil rights marches. Um, and then she had they had someone in his family who was like a mystic in the Civil War. So they did not explore the slavery angle. And I was really disappointed because- uh, this was all revealed in these leaked Sony emails, which those are the freaking gift that keeps on it's giving. It's so good. Right? It's so good. I swear, every day a new Sony. They should just make like a Netflix series out of that. Yeah, I would subscribe. It'd be like Black Mirror style. It'd just be like <laughs> the, the Sony email diaries or something like that. Yeah. So basically these emails came out and you can read um, Henry Louis Gates Jr. saying that, you know, it's going to hurt the integrity of the show to, to edit this out. And then... Come to find out, they went ahead and edited it out. I just, listen, Ben Affleck, I don't even understand how he didn't know that he had slave owners in his family. No, You're no, a no. white I, dude from America. <laughs> like, well, you can you can expect that there's a pretty good chance that if your lineage you know, is, has been in America for a good amount of time, somebody in your family possibly owned slaves or did something something else that you would be... Embarrassed uh, by, not even embarrassed. That's what's so crazy that's what to me. He's embarrassed by. It. That's what he said. Well, that's what's so. That's what's so crazy to me. I mean, these are people who are. He didn't. He didn't even know. Presumably, didn't even know these people existed. No, he didn't. Because, like everybody, you have family members that are just so far gone that you have no idea who they are. You right. never knew anything about them. You have no connection to them except some. You know, some amount of, of yeah, of blood relation. But you're such a distant descendant of theirs 
that uh, it, it's it's strange to take that so personally. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess maybe that Ben Affleck thought that this would make him look bad because he's really into like human rights and he's been a very big advocate for human rights. And I don't know, I guess he felt some kind of way about it. I would think that he would get over it because Anderson Cooper was on the show and he found out that not only was one of his that ancestors- his family still owns <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He comes from like the richest family, the the Vanderbilts, right? That's his his lineage is like so. one of the most wealthy American families. Not only was one of his ancestors a slave owner, he was killed by a slave with a with a, a garden tool. Um and then the slave was later hung. And so I mean, that's a pretty grisly history. And Anderson Cooper was like, yeah, tell it. Like, this is part of history. And I want people to know about this because, you know, this is the truth and we can't hide this shit, you know? Mm. So I would say Anderson Cooper has way more credibility than Ben Affleck. So, like, get over it. I, uh, I you know, I'm, I'm usually not a big Ben Affleck fan. Oh, no, you don't like him at all. But but I will say I've softened to him just a little bit. Why? Because I saw him on, uh, I think it was Bill Maher, and Bill Maher was going on with some special- Oh, about Muslims? Yeah, and he was doing his, what's become a, a, a tradition for him, his uh, Islamophobic yeah. uh, sort of ranting and, and slanting of all the issues. And Ben Affleck, while he wasn't the most articulate person up there, his heart was definitely in the better place. He held place. his own. And he uh, and, and I completely agreed with him. And here's the thing, too. And what, what disturbed me about that was that he had uh, Bill Maher had I forget this guy's name, uh, you know, an academic uh, on there to to support his viewpoint, which was something to the effect of, you know, even liberals, uh, everyone, we should be considering the the basic tenets of, uh, of the Muslim faith. Um, as dangerous? Is that as, what you're saying? As dangerous, yeah. basically. Yeah. And there are certain things where it's like, you know, if you leave the faith, you you know, you should be you should be killed. Um and and it was it was using that to suggest that we should pretty much all just be afraid of these terrible Muslims. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I got got from it. Um I only saw ben a brief Affleck, clip of it. Yeah, Ben Affleck was was uh, you know, he was on the opposite side. And so I I gave him some credit for that. He got a little emotional. He didn't make the best, most articulate points, but uh but he was okay. You know, it, it made me it made me like him a little bit. And then he went and, you know, had to ruin Batman. Well, I was so. literally getting ready to bring that up, that he is the new Batman. He's back in my shit list. Yeah. Shit corner. That's, <laughs> there's another corner for you, the shit corner. Ben Wait, Affleck, you're in it. So you have, like, really strong feelings about the fact that Ben Affleck is going to play Batman? I do. Why? He should, it's, oh, my God. After Daredevil, Batman should oh, not. I never saw that. Should not be allowed near a set where there are superheroes <laughs> being filmed. Nothing connected to super. He shouldn't even play like a cameo in Birdman. Are like you? That's, that's the sort of distance he needs to keep. This is a side of you that I'm not familiar with, baby. Are you like a serious superhero, like comic book guy? Because no. I know people, comic book nerds get take this shit really seriously. Everybody takes their superheroes very seriously. Why? Because they're super, goddammit. <laughs> That's why. Don't you dare make that superhero black. <laughs> That's when you really will hear some freaking nerds get upset. Well, no, well yeah, well, but, the racist nerds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, for me, I would just think, like, it's a fictional character. Like, why do you care what race they are? Or, like, why do you care that, oh, like, that's, some yeah, crappy that's actor is playing them? Like, I just don't get it. Like, people get, people get really upset about it. But, I mean, I guess, do you if... um. 
Batman holds a special place in your heart. Or well, something. Batman, Batman first. He needs to. He he's he clear of of all the superheroes. Mm-hmm. He is the darkest, most troubled, most complicated character, and Ben Affleck is basically <laughs> two dimensional. <laughs> And kind of goofy. So yeah. he's the exact opposite of what you want to see in a Batman. Um, and uh, and they had to digitally alter his voice. Can the, you do a Batman voice right now? Um, I am Batman. <laughs> this is this is this is this is how Batman sounds. No, he I doesn't. know it's shocking. Isn't he like Batman? I can't even do it, but it's something like this. Yeah, you're not even you're not even Batgirl. You're not even Robin. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm not even like Batman's neighbor. Whatever, I tried. Go ahead. Fran, I'm Batman. No? No. I didn't believe it for one second. Are you serious? We're going to have to digitally alter that. It's because I'm not in shape, isn't it? (laughs) It doesn't matter what I sound like. I could sound like a roaring titan and you would think, (laughs) no, I'm not. I'm not threatened. It has nothing to do with your physique, I promise. Um... Let's see what else we have on this, because we do have some serious stuff I would like to cover, but I think that we should maybe leave it towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you could we could talk about. Um, oh, you know what? Here was something that was really, really kind of. I I don't even know what to make of it, but mm-hmm. it struck me. Okay, uh, and it'll strike strike you the same way. <laughs> uh, International Space Station astronaut uh, Scott Kelly was watching Gravity. In. The International Space Station. Mind blown. Right? Uh, is that a, being there, doing that? Like, why would he watch that? First of all, it's just <laughs> it's just chaos and death in that movie. It's not. It's a terrifying movie. That would count as a as a complete horror movie. Yeah, for him. When you're in space. Yeah, but it was a horror movie when we saw it on the ground. <laughs> that shit is so intense. The special effects in that film. I mean, I did we see it in um in IMAX? I feel like we saw it in IMAX. We did. We saw it. We we did. We definitely saw it in IMAX because it was, was pretty stunning. Oh my gosh! It was really, really scary and the biggest Sandra Bullock you've ever seen, <laughs> six hundred feet high. <laughs> and she's still not a good actress and when she's, she's that big. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we saw it. I really did like the film, but it was jarring and it felt uncomfortable and scary and claustrophobic. And... Here's the other question, though, and. Uh, why isn't he watching Interstellar, which is clearly the better, more intelligent? Oh, I don't know. I liked Inter- I liked Interstellar, but Interstellar was not based in reality. So maybe, maybe he was watching. Who knows? Maybe he was watching Gravity like a comedy. Maybe he was like, "That doesn't happen." You know what I mean? Like he was like cracking up in there, eating his floating popcorn. You know what I mean? And being like, "This is his like- astronaut ice cream." That's what oh, they eat. listen, the, the Neapolitan kind. I. Would kill for some astronaut ice cream. Did you ever? Did you, so you eat that? You gotta go to space to get it. No, you have to go to like the um, the science museum. The science museum. Yeah. Oh my god, I would love some inter- some uh, space ice cream. That shit was good. It was good. I don't. I'm sorry that like I just derailed us for no reason. Um, to space ice cream. Well, I just literally it's had astronaut ice cream. Astronaut ice cream. Mm-hmm. I just had a moment of being like, um, oh, this would be a great time for me to sing. Um, ground control to Major Tom, and really now you can a- and now you can actually get the reference because you didn't get it till after the I made it. The part that you sang, I think you didn't do it right. I think you, I, it's not you, it's not me, Fran. It's you. That's what I'm trying <laughs> no, to say. No, I did a great job. Um, I, I mean, I can't remember any part. You're zipping in the grave, 
and you're floating in the most familiar way. Okay. And yeah, I'll give you that. the world looks very different. I feel... Now do a last name basis theme song with that in it. Today, last name sitting in a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> Ashes filling up a dildo. <laughs> We'll cut that. I don't need no, that we will not. That will not get cut from the final. Broadcast. One day I'm going to run for office. Today I'm sitting in a suit. I'm all oh, dressed up. I'm, yeah. I'm lawyered up because we're we're recording uh, on a Tuesday evening. Going up yeah. on a Tuesday. And, and you'd be surprised how putting on a tie makes you consider Tuesday. what comes out of your mouth. Oh. Where on the weekend, you're just like, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> That's true. You do look very like spiffy, big deal. You like a, you look like somebody. Somebody that I already did. I've done mm. that one before, so I can't do that one again. Um, <clears throat> I've got some questions from our audience on Twitter and Tumblr. Would you like me? To I know? have answers. Do you have answers? I do. Them? Um, I have a question from Feminology on Tumblr, and she wants to know: Do you feel like an adult? If when when did the realization hit you? Oh God, it it. It comes and goes. I'd say probably twice a day. I feel like an adult, and then I feel like a child. Yeah, I and then think... I feel like an, a child in an adult's body, mm-hmm. and then I feel like an adult in a child's body, and then I feel like an elderly person in a middle-aged person's body. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Um, I feel like an adult. I think I. I think. The realization hit me when I was like in a predicament where I like couldn't pay my rent or something and I realized that I couldn't call my parents. <laughs> I was like, shit, what am I going to do? I have I don't know who to ask. Like, what? How do I get out of this situation? Um, and that was really scary. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that moment of being like, whoa, I have to rely on myself. And I mean, my parents are awesome. Like they offer me lots of support. They don't offer me financial support. But I think that that was the moment where I realized, like, oh, this is real, and I have to take care of myself. Yeah, real responsibilities. Yeah, for it's... which there's no one to turn to 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 help you out. Yeah, that is really really scary. And that your actions have real consequences. I don't really think there's a there's a definite moment where where you become an adult or you feel like an adult or something like that. I think it just kind of comes and goes. Yeah, but I also think for all the times where it's really scary, and I think like this sucks. I hate paying bills and like taxes and like being responsible and stuff. There's something really gratifying about the fact that you can make choices for yourself and like no one has anything that they can say about it. You know what I mean? Like not to harp on my parents. I love my parents. They're amazing. But like when your parents tell you like, well, I don't know how I feel about that. And you can be like, well, you know what? I'm an adult. So uh, <laughs> thanks, because I pay my own bills. I do my you know what I mean? Like, sure. uh, you know, like, can you pay my bills? Do you pay my automobiles if you don't? then you don't have a say. And that is really liberating and exciting and kind of scary. But um, I don't know. It, it, it Adulthood, at least 30s for me, feels like really awesome. I feel like I know myself better than I've ever known myself before. Do you, know, do you, do you feel that way? Um, no. You don't? No, no, not at all. I definitely feel like more of an adult. You don't feel... That doesn't mean I feel like I... 
I've like learned so much stuff about myself. Not that you've learned so much stuff. It's more of like a feeling of like this is who I am and like like resolute in your personality, like things that you like, things that you don't like, that the the beliefs that you hold. It's more of like a it's more of just like a confidence in like what makes you you. I mean, it's not confidence in the sense that like sometimes you don't feel scared or like confused about your future or things like that. It's just kind of like you just have this I don't know, like I can't really explain it. Huh, that's that's really interesting because the older I get, the less I see defined categories and lines and this is this and that is that and here's me and what I stand for and that's separate from something else and things like that. I actually I actually the older I get and the more mature I get, the more I see the in-between and the, the gray areas and sort of the, the gray scale. I feel like that's uh, kind of your personality, though. It completely is. And I get more and more like that because I, I confront these issues and I see all the sides and I examine all the sides and, you know, or personality clash or arguments or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be a conflict. It can, you know, it can be um, it can be an agreement. Um, and I, I the older I get, the more I start. I see the similarities as opposed to the differences. And it just becomes, I don't know, it's just, it's not really like a, like um, a matter of, of categorizing, sort of, sort of putting things in their places and mm-hmm. saying, this is what I am and this is what this is and this is how I feel about this. And so I, instead, I, I feel more like, you know what, I can see how all these really very different perspectives come about and how all of them have some sort of validity to what to what it is that they think or what it is that they do or how they choose to live their lives and things like that. There, you know, there are many that I completely disagree with, of right. course. Uh, but you know, you can sort of start to see how they how they actually come come into existence and, and why why it is that they're um, that they're out there. I, I personally, I believe everything has it, it. All of life is cause and effect. Right. I think that though, like that, just kind of goes back to something we talked about on another show that you know we got a comment on Twitter saying that that was what they liked about us is that we we have a lot of the same beliefs and ideals but we look at things very differently and i think that 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 opposite perspective is what makes us a good couple but also makes for like really interesting conversation cuz i am very like this is how i feel i'm 31 oh my god <laughs> This is what a 31-year-old does. This is what a 31-year-old looks like. <laughs> and then you're kind of like, hmm. How old am I? <laughs> I forget. 33, 32? You have a birthday coming up. I do, and I don't know which one it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 33. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 33. Um, I got another question. I think that this is an appropriate time to segue from Kennel Fire, who says, how will this week's episode not literally be an hour of swearing about police brutality? I uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a good question. Yeah, honestly, like it has taken everything in my in my being to not just start like cursing people out left and right, especially on the internet because I was going in last night. I don't know if you were on Twitter. Did you see? No, I actually have been have not been in the news channels and social media platforms as much as I usually would be. So, which isn't a ton, not nearly as much as you. Right. But I think I've seen a lot less of what's been going on, the play-by-play right? Um, concerning Baltimore than, than most people have. I mean, I don't, you know what, here's the thing. I don't even like, I'm not even mad because I think that, 
I said today that you need to take time for yourself and self-care is really important. And especially because we've had so many stories and so many videos and so just so much death and injustice that it gets overwhelming and it gets draining. And it's you get to the point where it's like you can't even get your work done. You can't even get your life together because you're just so bogged down and thinking about all this terrible stuff that's going on. And right now in Baltimore, we've got these protests going on and and we have had, um, you know, some people that have gotten violent, who have damaged property. And of course, every news outlet is running with like, oh, fire in Baltimore, mm-hmm. they're burning it to the ground. Right. Honestly, it's like a they're fer- playing up the violence. Oh, absolutely. It's Ferguson all over again. Actually, today I saw a clip of DeRay on CNN. I tweeted mm-hmm. it out. If you check it out, he was on CNN and uh, Wolf Blitzer was hammering so hard about like, can you condemn the violence? Like really just focusing on the fact that like, yes, some people have gotten violent. There have been some cars that have been set on fire. There have been some buildings that have been broken. And he really was making that the focus of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And DeRay was like, okay, yes, that's terrible. But can we also talk about why people are upset? And can we talk about the fact that this is a long, like, long histor- historical problem in Baltimore? I didn't realize how bad police brutality was in Baltimore. Specifically and, Baltimore. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard. I, I wrote down some things. I read an article in The Atlantic called The Brutality of Police Culture in Baltimore. And this article is freaking shocking. Between 2011 and 2014, the city has paid out $5.7 million to victims of police brutality. They have beaten up. 15-year-old kids, a 26-year-old pregnant woman, a 50-year-old grandma, a 65-year-old church deacon, an 87-year-old grandmother. I mean, they have been breaking people's noses, jaws, arms, legs, organ failure. People have died. They have killed animals. This mother- they always kill it. I, but I like, like that's I mean, like par for the course at this point. I mean, but here's the thing. It's like they have been doing this for so long. And again, I have said this 8 million times. I don't think that violence is the answer. But when you just kill people and stomp on them and slit their dog's throats and just like treat people like crap, at some point, someone is going to flip out and get really upset. That's what happens. I mean, oh, absolutely. I my my feeling it, it, since all of this has become uh, has has made its way into the national spotlight. Not just not just um, not just Baltimore, uh, but the whole issue of of police, the treatment by police of civilians and specifically civilians of color. Um, my thinking is, I, I'm shocked that there hasn't been more violence directed specifically at. Those officers. I know. Well, and I, I again, I don't, I don't condone violence either. But I don't condone violence either. But uh, I, I, I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's just such a complicated relationship with in communities of color with the police, which is exactly why whenever these stories happen and they suggest he lunged, he grabbed for my gun, it's like, yeah, right, black people. Latino people know that that is the last freaking thing you do. The reason people run is because they're like, oh, shit, the police have stopped me. I'm trying not to get killed. Peace. So that's a big part of it. You know what I mean? It's like they know what they know. It's They know how other know, people have been treated. We know how this shit goes down. And honestly, I, I I've said this before. Like, I don't want to be afraid of the police, but I am legitimately terrified. And 
at work, we talked about possibly going to Baltimore and covering the story on the ground. And I was like, nope, nah, won't see me there. I mean, I, yeah. I will sit here, you know, in the safety of my home and I will tweet about it and I will write about it on Upworthy and I will share stories and I will amplify other people's voices. But I am not going to be down there because I don't trust that I would come back alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's just very scary that you can literally beat someone sever their spinal cord in the in the case of Freddie Gray and then and then get upset and and act surprised that people are angry and that people want answers that's the thing when when people start to act out like this there's a few things going on there that you have to consider first of all people you know why I don't riot because I have so much to lose right. that it's just it would never make sense for me to put it all on the line like right. that. And and when you have a community that is willing to willing to put themselves out there, stick their necks out like that as individuals and collectively. Yeah. Um, it says so much about the corner that they feel stuck in. Yeah. About the treatment that they've experienced. These are people in poverty. These are people who don't have access to the same resources that we have, whether it's good schools, whether it's good jobs. And then on top of that, the police are coming into their communities and killing people and locking them up. Yeah, you're right. They're like, whatever, screw it. I have nothing to lose. Burn this shit down. And uh, I don't think that that's the right thing to do, but I, I don't know how anyone is surprised that it got to this point. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't have a positive effect on anything. And and the worst part about it, one of the worst uh, effects that it has, aside from the the impact it has on you know the businesses that they destroy, or uh, you know even the people that get hurt during the those episodes, is that it does allow the media to focus on that. Yep. And now this you know all of the all of the efforts made by those who have peaceably assembled uh, in order to make their 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 opinions known and bring it to the public's attention in order to affect change are now being overshadowed mm-hmm. by and it's a terrible system and it's I'm not saying it's their fault it's not the peaceful protesters fault it's also not the rioters fault yeah. that that the media wants to the solely media is so and exclusively <laughs> focus on any sort of violence and damage as opposed to considering the issue alongside those problems but I'll say this the bottom line the bottom line for me is and and has always been it doesn't matter what they do. They can they can they can um you know, they can act violently, they can act peacefully. It doesn't change the underlying problem. It doesn't change the harm that they face uh day to day. It doesn't change the the issues that confront uh the population, especially minority populations in places like Baltimore, Ferguson, and all over the nation. It doesn't matter. They could all be rioting. Or they could none of them be rioting, uh, you know, or none of them could be rioting. And at the end of the day, it's still the same. Yeah. You know, the issues are still the same. And you don't they don't change just because you say some people have acted violently or some people have not acted violently. Yeah. But I genuinely believe that the media and especially people who want to ignore the actual issue love the opportunity to be derailed by all they need is one person to act out. And what I've read, you know, on Facebook and on Twitter from people right on the ground, a lot of this was instigated 
by white people that showed up to these protests and were using racial slurs were throwing things. Oh, I did see where there were a, a, a big group of protesters protesting the protesters. Yeah, and they were, ch- like, the, the black folks were chanting Black Lives Matter, and they were chanting, no, they don't. That's unbelievable. How in the world do you, I mean, they are. How do you sleep at They night? are intentionally provoking people <clears throat> to the point of anger. And it's just like, when you, you start poking somebody, and you poke them, and you poke them, and you poke them, and then when they turn around and clap back, then you suddenly are like, oh. Oh my God, they're so violent and that. And it's like, no, you started this Mm -hmm. and now you're going to be upset because we want to finish it. And I just think it's just so frustrating and I, and I, I, I'm so ready for a change to happen and I, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I have now felt like I have said this so many freaking times because it just keeps happening and there's not any solutions and so, so, so much needs to change. But the Baltimore Police Department has so many levels. They are just like a seven-layer dip of, like, shit. Because it is just <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting, bad interesting from phrase. top to bottom. I don't know why I just saw, like, a big thing of, like... Layered shit? Layered, like, bean dip. I don't know. Bean dip kind of looks like poop, so... Yeah, okay. That's just, like, what came into my mind. Ugh! It's just so frustrating, and... I just want to, you know, before we move on, just say, everybody, take time for yourselves. Get off the Internet if you need to, because they are trolling so, so hard. If you use Baltimore Uprising or Baltimore Riots or Freddie Gray hashtags or Black Lives Matter, God forbid, they are coming after you. And um, I would add to that, too, another reason to take a step back uh, and take care of yourself is is to is to continue to focus on what matters and put your efforts towards that. When you use your voice online, instead of engaging a troll uh, and and spending all of your emotional energy dealing with that, and it's hard to do. I mean, I've Fran, oh, yeah. I've seen you go through it oh, a I million go, times. I go in, but sometimes it it's takes cathartic, it's, and it takes it. Sometimes it's cathartic, and sometimes it takes a serious toll. Um, and so if if you're going to, if I I, I would just suggest. Do what's best for you yeah. and what allows you to maintain a, a level-headed approach so that you can continue to sort of cast your voice in the right direction and, and saying the right things instead of instead of allowing yourself to be caught up in the you know in the hate that's flying around. Block and delete. And not that yeah, yeah. And not none of that would be your <laughs> fault, of course. Yeah. But, keep uh, that block button on lockdown. And don't be afraid to block. Sometimes you gotta block a family member. Sometimes you gotta block somebody you went to high school with. I don't give a crap. How we know each other. Seven as soon layers. as you start, exactly. As soon as, seven you, as soon as you take one dip in that dip, <laughs> the block is going to happen, and it's it's. I'm not even going to be sad about it. All right, listen. So we got to we got to wrap it up. So yeah. Do you have a Do you have a slanguage? I have questions? a slanguage beat. I'm ready. Okay. Pass the SAT here. Are you ready for this language beat? Okay. I'm so ready. this week's language B, we have a phrase, and the phrase is. Wig snatch. Oh, oh my God. Wig, wig snatch. snatch. This one's good. This is already a part of my uh, lexicon. <gasps> Do you know this? No, but starting right now, I'm going to use wig snatch. Whenever, uh, whenever okay. possible. Well, first thing I you don't need care to what do. It means. First thing you need to do is use it in a sentence. Okay. Okay. Ooh, we have the music in the different studio. Oh yeah. It's, I didn't expect. It's that. networked. So yeah. You can get, you can get the the music and the 
the canned applause. Okay, no more anywhere. stalling. Tony Hawk will be here any second. Okay, okay. When when Tony Hawk comes in the studio, it's going to be a total wig snatch to our podcast. <laughs> oh no. no. Okay, when Madonna when Madonna kissed Drake, it was a complete wig snatch to his no flex zone. <laughs> Um, okay, first I feel like of all, I, I feel wait. like I slayed this. <laughs> Stop it. No, I don't need your buzzer. You know, I don't need okay, your wait. buzzer judgment. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> listen. I'm going to give you like a half of a point only because you managed to mention Madonna kissing Drake, which I have no idea how you know about that because like do like do you even know who Drake? Can you name a Drake song? Yeah, it's um the the self-titled one, Drake. <laughs> you are I, I am Drake. <laughs> You are full of shit. Okay. Okay. So you were wrong. What wig snatch is when someone unexpectedly and abruptly airs someone's dirty laundry in front of many people. Mm. So it's just like spilling the tea again? No, Come on. No, 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 no. Spilling the tea is telling the truth or spilling some gossip. Snatching someone's wig is when you expose someone uh, for doing something wrong. I was down the right. I was down the right path, saying uh, that, you know you you sort of like busted up on someone's style. You sort of like, you know, you you kind of took their took their thunder or no 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 no. Ooh, I think you're, you you are you are <laughs> you are reaching for the stars on that one. No, no I think a, I'm right. a, a wig snatch would be. Uh, here's a good example. You know, with the Baltimore riots, a lot of people are saying, you know, violence, violence isn't the answer. We all need to hold hands and kumbaya. And then someone says, oh, violence isn't the answer. But you forget that this country is built on genocide and killing people. You just snatch that person's wig. Mm -hmm. You just like put them on blast and you expose them for the fact that they do not know what they're talking about. Okay. And they are completely wrong. Like, why are you looking at me? Like because you get you so fervently exp explain how I'm wrong. <laughs> but you don't I'm know what this stuff means. I, okay, first. First of all, I do know what wig snatch means. I have many a gif with people's wigs literally being snatched. Oh, really? And they're perfect. Yes, I have I have one of I like them. how you give yourself credit. You you defend your credibility by talking about <laughs> the gifts that you've accumulated. I'm just what? saying. Listen, I'm just saying that I actually have this gif of a girl typing at her computer. It is so funny. A dog you have, you have how her. many gifts do you have with wigs being snatched? Well, wait, can I just tell you about this one? Because I'm really proud of it. Okay. A dog comes up behind her and grabs her wig off of her head, and she, like, flies backwards, <laughs> and the wig comes off. It's just, like, such a beautiful wig snatch. It's just, it's amazing. Um, How many wig snatch gifts do I have? Yeah. I, honestly, I have no idea. But I'm going to guess that I probably have, like, five. All right. See, because I don't think that five is... I mean, that's it like, does mean that I know what I like wig snatch need, means. You need at least seven to oh be God. in the in the con be a contender. <laughs> you have gotten so freaking cocky, I swear. But I have to say, you did use how many? You used like three phrases. Today. I can go all day. Yes. Oh my God! I did see some people give you um, some props for using for getting on my on my case about you know sipping the truth the truth tea. Yeah. Oh, and then and then tie the robot. Comes out and says, "Yeah, all right, maybe Fran's a little right." Ooh, I know he was the reason that I went that I went toe to said, toe with you. He said that it could be both. He was like, "Well, it's truthfully, it is a little bit of both." I it think, is I, and I know he's right, but he was tea. the reason that I believe that I I took the position that I did. Well, you know what? It, it sometimes it happens. Shh, and I think. Hold on. Do you hear that? That's Tony Hawk. <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
my gosh. Well, I do think that that is a great note to end our show on. Definitely make sure to follow us on Twitter at Cheska Lee. Tie optional. And you can also tweet us with the hashtag last name basis or follow us on Twitter, last name underscore basis, and let us know what we should talk about next week, what you thought about this week's show. And also you can send me slanguage B words. Just please don't use the hashtag because Patrick will see those words and he'll be able to do his homework beforehand. So uh, yeah, is there anything else that we need to throw out there before we hop out of the studio and let Tony Hawk uh, wheelie his way in. Wheelie. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wait, that's a bike, right? You just don't don't you worry about it. <laughs> Let's <laughs> So I tried. I just I was I wanted to use like a skateboarding term. That was awesome. I a don't wheelie? know a wheelie. I don't know any of, other than grind. That's that... when you used to like ride bikes when you were a kid when you were like, you want to go ride bikes? Okay, so say one more say a freaking skateboard term before we get out of here uh... so that Tony Hawk can Again, do the move as he comes in. He's not going to do it. Well, just say it so that you can. I can know that you know something. A McTwist. <laughs> You're so... I literally got that from the Tony Hawk game, which I Is used that to play. Real? I think I think there was one skateboarder who invented a move called the McTwist. That sounds like a freaking dollar menu item. It. I think it's also a dollar menu item. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe it's named after uh, one a Tony Hawk move. Uh, let us know on Twitter. Maybe you can tell us some skateboarding references. Yes, and please continue to rate us highly on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate that. It's a huge boost to my self-esteem. <laughs> Anything that's four stars or higher makes me feel good. Also make sure to tweet us at hashtag last name basis if you have questions or comments about the show. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Last name basis. Bye.